0: are my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. We have a great episode for you today. Everyone wants to make the 10x change, make the big splash. I'm going to give you four little things you can do to have a huge ROI. You want to hear them. A little office talk, maybe a second rundown. Who knows? Listen. And then the closing thought of the episode, this is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. welcome to Optometry, the ultimate OD podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the ultimate OD podcast. How is everyone doing out there? I hope you're doing well. I hope practice is going fine. If you're like me, you guys are noticing that the Schedules for most patients has shifted towards these warmer months and we are getting super busy, which is awesome. We love to work. We love to see patients. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. You're not working too hard. Remember, I don't care how many patients you can see in a day, if you wear yourself out and you you know, have to take weeks off at a time because you're burned out, you're not going to be good. So see as many patients as you can possibly, but keep your mental health strong and we will continue to grow. That being said, we're really busy. You're really busy. All we hear out there is, you want to, how can you 10x your practice? The next big thing is scleral lenses, myopia management, get this newest OCT, a bunch of big things, right? Big things are amazing. It's how you grow, that's the lifeblood of your practice, but that's the long term play, all right? Right now, when you're in the heat of it, it's hard to just get through the day, right? That'd be nice if we could just have a good day and we'll take care of it tomorrow, tomorrow. What I'm gonna give you today are four simple things that you can easily do to improve your practice, all right? What is that old saying that uh, opportunity is often missed because it's disguised with overalls and a pitchfork, right? It takes a little work, takes a little effort. Well, guess what, my friends? This opportunity is not involving the pitchfork, but you might have to wear the overalls, all right? Number one, office meetings. Are you guys doing them? All right. I know you're busy. You're packed, slammed, can't get enough staff to help you out because you're that busy, right? Are you neglecting the office meeting? Okay. It's simple, it's easy. 30 minutes of your time. All right. Either do it during lunch, do it. 30 minutes before you start your day, stay 30 minutes late. I don't recommend staying late. You're tired. You're not going to get as much out of it. But have everyone come in 30 minutes early, one day a month, okay? You can do it more, but I'll talk about that later. But you need to have an office meeting. Why is that, you say? Well, one, it gets everyone on the same page, all right? You want everyone to be on the same page so you're all rowing in the same direction. Two, to put on an office meeting, Take some time, effort, and energy. I know you're like, hey, I don't have any time, effort, or energy. Yes, you need to have effort and energy for this, and you've got to make time. Right? That's what my point is. If you're going to make an office meeting, you have to come up with an agenda. You have to know what you're going to talk about. You have to know what's working and what's not working. By having the meeting, it makes you focus on this. and If it's not you, it makes your office manager focused on this right? Someone has to be paying attention to these little details. I don't care if you're so busy that you, you know, you have no time for anything else. That means you're letting little things slip. The little things slip. You know what? You're not going to be in a few months busy because no one's going to keep coming back. All right. They don't have to be crazy. All right. I always like to start off with a meeting. You tell a story, you know, related to what you're doing, make it connect with your staff. All right. 30 minutes or less does not have to be long. Make sure you start off by highlighting your mission, all right? Now, be authentic. You read some of these mission statements. We're going to be the best eye care office that has an impact on society, and we're going to change the world for the better. All right, what does that mean? I don't know. Make sure your mission, what you actually want your staff to do, is tangible. They can do it. You relate it to what they're doing, and give examples of that, all right? So make sure that they know your mission and how they impact your mission, all right? Go over a little housekeeping things. You know, hey, we've been having a few people not uh, fill out paperwork or we're not uh, checking people in the proper way when we're making appointments. We're not getting X, Y, or Z information. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but these little things get missed. If you bring it up, if you talk about it, guess what? They will do it. What you emphasize is what they do. And then more than anything, make this an opportunity to praise your staff, all right? If you feel tired, imagine how they feel because you know what? This is not their office. This is not their baby. They don't care about it as much as you and you're burning them out just like you're burning yourself out. Find a way to motivate them and build them up, all right? So office meetings, don't neglect them. A little bit of time goes a long way. Huge ROI on that. Number two, the morning huddle, all right? Every day before I go into the office, I look at my schedule for the day. I've been doing this for 11 years now and I have a good feel for my patients that have been coming. I know their likes, their dislikes, their attitudes, their personalities. I just have that ability to remember that and I like to give my staff a heads up. Hey, uh, Mrs. Jenkins, she's very nice, good person. She can come off as a little cold or you know, they can be a little bit up and down. If you have any issues, send them straight to me. I'll take care of them. Give them a heads up. Hey, they don't like uh, polished edges or they always complain about the frame they get. I don't know what it is, but give them a heads up. They appreciate that. Also, I like to let them know what I want for each patient. Hey, do this, do this on this patient. Hey, don't forget to do this. Get this information. It just sets the tone for the day. All right. The morning huddle is literally the roadmap for where you're going to go to the end of the day. You'll get off the beaten path because there'll be ads, there'll be cancellations. All these things happen. But it also gives me a chance to bring up, hey, remember, details matter. Focus on details today. Or we've been missing a lot of X, Y, or Z. Or let's focus on selling more contact lenses. I don't know what it is, but you help set the tone. You get everyone on the same page at least once during the day. You know, when the day starts going and everyone's going a million different directions, you're not going to get another chance like this. The moment the day starts, everyone's running around with, you know, like chickens with their heads cut off. So, morning huddle, focus your staff, also lets you be a leader. All right? This is your office. These are your patients. Let them know what you need and make sure they take care of you the way you need to be taken care of. It'll make you much more effective and efficient as well. Number three, all right, this is not hard either. Review sessions. Review sessions, you say? Yes. You need to make time to review what is important to you. So what did we do? First thing I talked about, office meetings. You have an office meeting. You go over the things that you want to focus on for the month, the things that uh, we've been missing that we got to be better at. A week later, we always review the office meeting with our staff, not me personally, the office manager will pull them aside and it can take five to 10 minutes. Hey, do you remember this, this, and this? Did you have any questions? It's a good chance for the office manager to talk to every staff member. They get some one-on-one time. If there's any issues, they can address it, but it's a good check-in point. It's also reaffirming what you value, what you went over. If you want to see results, you have to, again, let them know again and again and again, What matters to you? So, we review that once a month after the office meeting. We also review optical. All right, optical is the main source of income for my office, right? That's how we do it. If you don't emphasize it, you're going to be missing stuff, you're going to be leaving money on the table, you're going to be inefficient, right? So, we practice what we value. All right. So whether it's those little nuanced things that they don't see a lot of, like sunglasses, high index lenses, safety frames, or weird or unique insurances, we take some case studies. We have them walked through it. We give them a chance to ask questions. Again, we want them to be the best they possibly can be. We do not want to give them an excuse for not being as good as they possibly can be. If they have questions, those I've given you the examples I've given are two examples. They have a one-on-one meeting with our office manager or our optical manager, right? They're going over this one-on-one with them and helping train them. We shouldn't miss the details because we practice this. And you know what happens? When you practice it, it comes in. You know what your staff says? I'm so glad we practiced this because I remembered what we did. Awesome. That's the whole point. Last thing, and I think this is Again, another simple but overlooked thing is phone protocol. How is your phone voice? How are you when you're calling patients about questions about glasses? Not problems, questions. If someone calls with an issue, how do you handle it? How do you triage your red eye over the phone? What do you need to see as an emergency and what can wait till the next day? Right? These are things that we practice. Realize how your staff sounds on the phone is giving the patient their first and last impression of your office, right? If they're calling to check you out, this matters. If they are a patient and they get bad phone service, you know what they're going to do? Call someone else that has the time to take care of them or the courtesy to be polite when they're discussing anything that they have questions about, okay? So take the time to emphasize these little things. You'll be better for it, all right? The last thing that you can do that is simple, easy, huge ROI, little friendly competitions in the office, okay? Do you know who Bo Schembechler is, all right? He was a legendary coach from the University of Michigan, all right? You'll put him in today's day, day and age and he'd be a dinosaur, right? But back then he was legit. And when it comes to leadership, timeless lessons that he gave you a little old school, but one of the things that he would love to do whenever he came into a season or a spring, he would take all of his team and he'd just run them into the ground. He'd be vicious, brutal. Like the people that weren't strong would quit and the people that stayed hated him. Now again, that's a little extreme. We're not doing that with what we do, but what he wanted was every single person to hate him. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but what was he doing? He was giving everyone a common focal point, all right? There's a lesson in there. Now, again, do we want to be old school and have everyone hate you? No. Do you want to be so grueling that everyone quits? Absolutely not. But what you do want is your team rowing in the same direction. When you give them a common focal point, a carrot to chase, you know what happens? They row together. They're all trying to be better. For example, March Madness. We have brackets. I make every single one of my staff members fill out a bracket. Yes, I make them spend company time filling out the March Madness bracket. You know why I love it? One, because now they care and everyone has something to talk about. We all talk about the games. It brings us together. We're rooting for our brackets to win. We're like giving each other grief if we... like. I picked Kentucky to win it all. Lost the first day. I'm depressed, devastated. What happened to my team? Never will I root for a Kentucky team again. Yes, you heard me here. Never. But that being said, I did that same little spiel to them and they were rolling. We were all laughing. We're making fun of people that make crazy picks. It unites us. Give yourself a common goal, all right? We do little things when we get new frames in. We get all the new frames and everyone picks their five favorite. And there's no like, you know, we're not, giving them uh, spiffs for selling frames, but we're like, hey, do you do you have the best style in the office? Which one of these ones are gonna sell the best? And you know what we do? We watch it. There's competition. And I'll incentivize it. For the brackets, I give a fifty dollar gift certificate to uh you know, a restaurant of their choice. Uh we have a ten dollar gift card if you win a frame competition. Does it really matter? No, but we're all rowing in the same direction. We have a common goal, right? And People get better when there's competition. Now, this can blow up in your face. Do not make it overly competitive where people are trying to undercut each other. Make it friendly, make it fun, but this is how you unite your office. We talk about culture a lot. This creates a culture of teamwork, but also a culture of let's be the best we possibly can be. Okay, so not a lot of 10X things you're gonna do to make your office you know, the next greatest, best thing, But all these little details, these four things will be the difference between you being the office down the street or being one of the top 5% of offices in the country, right? These little details matter. You need to pay attention to them. Make the time. You're busy, but this matters. That's what I got. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. All right, the office is an environment in itself we have patients coming in and out we have staff members that are doing their thing and then you have the doctors right everyone has their own little thoughts worries issues and it can be a lot when you look at it from a whole big perspective but when you compartmentalize it like look at the patients look at your staff and then look at doctors right when you break it down like that then it can get a little easier right like Patients all have the same type of issues, right? They want their whatever they want, and they want it now, right? They want their contacts. They want their frames. They don't want to pay a lot of money. They have warranty issues, this and that. Essentially, it comes down to, I really just think patients want to be heard. They want their problems fixed in a timely manner, and they want to get all the latest, greatest things, but they want to pay the least amount for it, right? That's simple. You know what they want what can you provide that meets these needs right figure out the ways to make most of what they want happen right we give them the latest greatest we give them uh you know our our ears our time we listen to them we don't give them the cheapest product but because we do everything else they get what they want and they're happy and they keep coming back that's how we've grown the business right? You can do your own flavor. You might be the guy that's given the cheapest thing because then you don't have to pay as much, you know, time to customer service, right? But figure out that. Remember, when you simplify it, it makes life easier. Your staff, same way. They have their things. What does every staff member want? They want to do a job that matters, but you know what they don't want to do? They don't want to be overworked. They want to be appreciated and they want time off when they want time off, all right? I was talking to one of my patients and he's like, he knows that everyone that works for me is uh, female and a lot of them are moms and whatnot. And he goes, Hey, it's a different environment, man. Isn't it? I go, yes, it really is. And I go, now that I have a wife and three kids, I can understand it so much more. And he just shook his head and laughed. He goes, I could have told you that years ago, but he goes the biggest thing that you got to realize is that with a lot of your staff members, they want to do a good job but at the end of the day, their family is number one, and if you don't have the flexibility to let them take care of their family, they're not going to stay with you for long, and I'm like, I know, man. I mean, I I was turning and burning through them early on because I was inflexible, and you got to be here on the time. If you're not five minutes early, you're late. Uh, If you're missing too many days of work, it's not going to work. I need people that can work, and now I'm a little overstaffed in my mind. I mean, I still meet my metrics, but I could I could cut an employee and be fine. But because I'm a little overstaffed, if someone's gone because they have to drop their kids off at school or if a kid's sick or the staff member wants to take a vacation, we still function. We provide a great experience for the patient and everyone's happy. And that's just something that I've learned along the way that you have to realize that you being flexible is much more easier, easy than expecting your staff to be flexible and just accommodate everything outside of their life for the office. No, your office has to accommodate their lifestyle, because their lifestyle is the most important thing. And again, I realize that and I think it's a very important lesson. Doctors, I work for myself. I'm the only doctor, but I already see things that they're gonna they're gonna matter. Every doctor wants to be have autonomy when he's taking care of his patients, right? They want a little bit of guideline, like, "Hey, what? Give me, give me some a road to stay within." But they want autonomy. They don't want to be told to sell certain products or do certain procedures. Yeah, I get that. They also want to be respected, right? We went to school for a long time. We're not just a cog in the machine. We want to be a valuable part of the business. I listen to people that uh, are doctors for employees. They get sold out to private equity, and they're really treat it as a line item. And yeah, we respect you, but we're not going to ask your opinion because you don't own the office. You know, you're going to work here, but we're going to do what's best for the business. That's how private equity, how a business thinks, right? Doctors don't like that. So make sure you give them ownership to an extent that they can do what they need to do. They give the care they want and they feel like you know they're more than just a doc in the box. If you're in a private practice, practice setting, they're in that environment for a reason, know what incentivizes them and you will have happy doctors. Okay. I can get into that a little bit more, but my whole point of saying this is every ecosystem has its own set of problems and things that you have to address. Every office, every business owner has to address it in a certain way, right? What do you value and what are you going to give up on? Like, you know, there's a give and take. What do you give? What do you take? Know where your red lines are, where you're not going to cross. And if you know that, you'll be fine. If you're wishy-washy and you don't really know what you want, it's going to be a hard four, five, six years. It's a hard probably seven, eight years for me. And then I figured it out and it's been smooth sailing since. Obviously, I still have hiccups here and there, but I've done enough. I know what I want to do. And I guess the whole point of this little office talk session is know your ecosystems and know what you want. You do that, you'll be happy. All right. Speaking of that, one of the things that I want is the people that represent me, the people that work for me, and that's my vendors. I want them to give me amazing customer service. And if nothing else, just do what you say you're going to do. Take care of me, give them a good product. Well, my lab has been falling behind. They have not been good. I've called a couple of friends around the country and they a lot of the same thing. Well, we finally hit a breaking point, point. I called my rep up, and I'm like, hey, we got to do something. This is not working. I've been with you guys for 10, 11 years, and I'm going to switch if we don't make a change. Well, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and to her, my, my rep's credit, she's like, the next day, she said, hey, we had that lunch. These are the things we're doing. Let's meet back in a month. And I bring that up to you as I'm sure there's reps, whether it's a frame rep, uh. OCT, you know your lab, whatever you're doing, someone's not pulling their weight. Someone's letting you down in some way, shape, or form. Now, know your red line. Have they crossed it? Are you just tolerating this because it's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't? You don't want to go through the pain of change? Well, how about you just tickle them and be like, hey, this is not working. Fix it or I'm going to move on. Now, you make a veiled threat. You make that threat. You don't move on. They're not, they're going to run over you more, right? But if you're ready to move on, you know what? You might find out they'll give you a lot better service. So stand up for yourself, know what you're worth, and if you're the squeaky wheel, you'll be surprised how much oil you get. A little office talk, a little bit for you guys to chew on. I'll tell you what, this is the fun part. Like, if you're listening to this, if you listen to the opening, and it doesn't get your blood flowing, you don't really like, Man, I love thinking about all these little intricate details of the office, all these little ecosystems and little things I can do to make my life better, or the office more efficient. If that doesn't energize you, I'm not saying you're in the wrong spot, but I'm saying you need to get someone in your office that loves it because these little things are what make you great and what make this so much fun. All right, make sure that the time that you spend in life it's something that you enjoy and that you value. And your job, optometry, the office, it's a big part, man. Make sure you're enjoying it. That's what I got with more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? Where to the closing thought of the episode. And this is what I got for you. All right. I don't know what it's from. I'm sure some classic literature thing uh, I heard on a podcast. Uh, there's a man walking down the road and he comes to a fork, and he looks at the guy and there's a guy standing at the fork. He's like, Hey, what, which way should I go? I need to get to this town. And the guy says, both lead there. If you go to the right, it's the short road. That's long. If you go to the left, it's the long road. That's short. And the guy was puzzled. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to take the short road that's long. And as he's going through there, he realized it was a shorter distance, but there was a bunch of brush, uh, prickers, trees, He had to climb over things. And it took longer because he had all these obstacles in his way. And he came back and, you know, he was coming that way again. He saw the guy, he's like, hey, that short road was definitely very long. Uh, I'm going to take the long road that short. And it was a longer distance, but there was no obstacles. And it actually was less time for him to go. And I guess the point of that story is that there's a lot of things that we do in life that are, you know, you can take your medicine now, or you can take your medicine later. You can feel the pain all up front, or you can drag it out for, you know, one, two, three years, because you don't want to address it. And at the end of the day, it may be a long road, but because you just attack it head on and go, you'll get to where you're going a little bit quicker because you're not cutting your legs out from underneath you. There's many things that this can apply to in life, relationships, your office, but the point is if there's an issue, if there's something that's tripping you up, don't keep putting it off, ignoring it, neglecting it. Address the elephant in the room, be better for it, and just attack it and believe it or not, the long road may be shorter. That's what I got. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.